So last session we began at the train station where you were all meeting up with Henry's daddy, Metal, uh, and unexpectedly a figure from Virgil's past, uh, Commander Yuina Nico, now simply Yuina Nico. Uh, Virgil and Nico went off briefly on their own to chat, catch up, while Henry, Metal, and the other two boys headed back to Henry's place after finding a a nice casino hotel for Metal to stay in. After you all had your respective conversations, Metal went over to Head Sheriff Donna's office to try to figure out what exactly to do about the railroad and this deal with Lachlan and Maggie. Metal seems a bit hesitant to go through with this, but as they believe Lachlan to be Ox's ex estranged brother, uh, and they may suspect that Ox and Henry have a very close and loving relationship, <laughs> he decided to uh, go on and, and try his best. But in the end, went back to Henry's home, a bit exhausted from a day of conversing, and just left the room, informing Henry that he's the one who got himself into this situation, and he's the one who's going to have to get himself out of it. Metal closes the door behind him. Well, I think it's a little late to come to any sort of conclusion, but it also sounds like perhaps Donna isn't playing the fact that Lachlan isn't there. It's kind of surprising. I wonder if she's waiting for us to bring it up first, or do you think she doesn't suspect us at all, or...? I think the trouble is actually the opposite, and that she definitely does suspect us. Come to think of it, I don't think we've actually made an attempt to visit Lachlan after that first time. They may or may not be taking that as a sign that we're the ones who, you know, broke him out of jail. Which, I mean, we are, but they're not supposed to know that. It's not like we got caught or anything. And if we do make the trade for the whole railroad thing, then what are they actually going to give us? But if the contract only says that it has to be Lachlan, then it's going to get very complicated very quickly, so... So if we just initiate another jail visit, then she will have to come forward and admit that... She no longer has Lachlan under her care. Timeline-wise, though, it would make more sense if we go to the jailhouse and then, oh goodness, they couldn't get us Lachlan, why ever so not? What happened to him? Where's your bargaining chip, Donna? Oh, that's right, he's not there, you don't have anything. No, I am simply more concerned about the inevitable confrontation with the sheriff in which we will have to lie to her face and either be caught or not. And I don't know about all of you, but I'm not the best Liar. That's alright, I'll just do all the talking. Of course you will. What exactly are you going to be telling her? Frankly, I was really hoping that Metal would just sort of come in and steamroll the whole idea for me and that would be much easier. But that's not the case, so we're going to have to do this the long way. But, I mean, we all know our stories, we know where we were. We were at the casino gambling on the day that Lachlan disappeared. But we don't know that he's disappeared. As far as we know, he's been in a jailhouse this entire time. So, if we go to the jailhouse then, and then she starts throwing around accusations... Did you mention us to Donna? I'd never said any names. Just complicate things a little bit, that you were the only one that didn't visit when you went to the jailhouse. But... Yeah, that's true. So your relationship is strained. 
Or maybe just his relationship with jailhouses is strained. I mean, he has been arrested before. I'd not want to go back if I'd been arrested before. I feel like there's another chance that people would find us more suspicious. It might be more suspicious if we don't at least act like we believe him to still be there. Well, I think if Henry is going to go talk to Donna, we stick with our story. We don't know where he is and we're trying to get through with this plan one way or another. It might be best if you go and talk to Donna first. If she doesn't bring anything up, then we can enact a plan to make us seem less suspicious. Visit him then. I suppose I could say that I want the deal to go through and ensure that a contract in writing is in place in which if we do not receive Lachlan, then they can't receive the railroad, which we know they won't be able to receive Lachlan and therefore they won't be able to receive the rail line. So this is all just going to dissolve very neatly for us then. What are we going to do when Maggie and Donna are angry that they are not getting their side of this deal? I would also like to put forward the potential idea that they suspect us and they're going to use it as blackmail. Well, that would require them to have sufficient evidence to convict us. Well, we're obviously not going to get anything figured out today, so... Shall we call it a night? Sleep on it? I think so. Sure. And then in the morning, perhaps one of you could assist me in speaking to Donna. I'd rather not be singled out alone, especially if she has Maggie with her. It can be intimidating. Well, we can discuss who is to join you in the morning. Sure. I'll leave that between the three of you, I think. As long as I'm the primary driving force bear in the conversation, I don't think that we'll encounter too much trouble. As you've seen, I can talk my way out of very much anything, so... Has that ever not worked for you? Just curious. Not at present, no. So there's a first time for this? No. <laughs> I won't let that happen, don't worry. Inspiring. With that. <laughs> you all go to your respective Henry lounges and sofas. Inspired. We all Inspired. go. <laughs> you all get no. one of inspiration. No, you don't. No. <laughs> I think I already do have it, though. Go to bed. Ox will do some tinkering with his gun, as usual. Okay. Ox spends half the night tinkering with the gun, but still get full rest. Morning arrives. It's another sunny day in somewhere. Who has to go with Henry? <laughs> Ox, are you cooking? Yeah. Can's open. I think Ox does scrambled eggs today, or maybe omelets. I hate to suggest this, but I think perhaps it would make the most sense if Hurtle went along. Just since you know her. Yes, it would make sense. I just worry if she asks me anything directly. Just would seem a little strange if we added another face to the whole discussion. Just stay quiet in the back. Yeah, that is the hope. Keep it as simple as I can. And lie to her face. It's a lot easier than you might think. Trust me, once you see her in person with me standing beside you, I promise it won't be that hard. I'm making a face of disgust. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you making a face of disgust or is Virgil making a face of disgust? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this may come easier to you, having been raised in an environment where you are encouraged to speak in a slippery way. But I was not raised to be a liar. So this may very well all rest on your shoulders. Well, and you know where you were. You went to a casino. That's not a lie. What is your plan when all of this inevitably goes sideways? When they admit they don't have Lachlan and the deal seems to fall apart? Are you not afraid of your ex-fiancé? Doing what? I'm not the one who lost Lachlan. She is. This is going to go so well. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> after you all finish up your breakfasts, do you two head straight over to the sheriff's office? If you're ready, let's get this over with, Virgil. <laughs> I think in preparation, Ken knowing that he would have suggested that Virgil go along, um, would have reformed Marigold into like a small, let's say like a moth. Oh. And he'll send her along and stick close by in the area <laughs> under disguise. What is your range with her? Would you be able to hear us when we are there speaking to Donna? Well, it depends. You that have to is... be loitering close to the entrance. Well, I hope you don't come looking like that, just in case. A pretty elven lady. Excellent. Classic Kian. No. Well, uh, Kian should, should I go with you? You can come along if you'd like. Guess I'll uh, maybe do some shopping close by. Given the time that it'll be once we're finished with our conversation, it might make the most sense to stop by something like a cafe or other street side venue. We can meet up and talk there. Though, not discussing necessarily any sensitive matters outside of what Donna says. Of course. Henry Street? Sure. So, do you guys head to the office? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm so okay. scared. Uh, Virgil, Henry, Ox, and a pretty elven lady. And Delilah? Of course Delilah. And Delilah. Yeah. Always. All head off to head Sheriff Donna's office. As you arrive, can you just stop a little ways outside? Depending, so how are the street blocks? Is there a chance that like, he could be on the other side of the building and still be? Yeah, you could stand on the other side of the building. Yeah. He'll loiter. Okay. Yeah, this area of the town is neatly laid out more so than the outskirts. So it's hard to get lost here. You can just take a couple laps around the building and then yeah. settle in there. Yeah, I'll pull out like a little like book and hold it and just zone in <laughs> to Marigold vision. Marigold sits on Virgil's shoulder and two of you enter. The secretary who sits at the front of the office seems to recognize who you are, Henry, as you enter and stands up and waves you in. And you are led, as you were before, to a back room that serves as Donna's office. The curtains are open. You can see the street outside. Uh, you can actually see Kian walk by. And sitting at the desk are 
uh, Sheriff Donna and Maggie. Donna is, as usual, leaning back, sitting across from you, very lackadaisically. Maggie actually looks almost nervous. She's not looking at either of you and just sitting up very stiffly, staring at the ground. And she just gives a small nod as the two of you walk in. What's the sheriff's vibe? Chill. As, as she was before, as she is most of the time when hosting meetings in her office. Horrifying. Okay. <laughs> she has a small smile on her face. Blue scarf wrapped around her neck. She gestures to two chairs that are across from her. We sit. I will say, despite everything, Henry looks pretty relaxed. So, um, I assume Metal caught you up with everything? Yes, indeed. Have you come to a decision, or is there more you'd like to discuss? Well, I have come to a decision. I suppose the only bit of a formality would be, you know, a whole written contract with signatures and whatnot. But I have been convinced by my daddy to sign off the railroad to yourself and Magdala. Maggie looks up as you as you say this. She looks wide-eyed, shocked. Donna just nods. All right, do you have something drafted up already? Or you want to do that now? Goodness me. I spent so much time last night contemplating the whole thing that I completely forgot to draft up a contract. So I believe we could do that together now. Sorry, I didn't know it was sudden. So she opens the desk drawer, pulls out a piece of paper and a quill. So uh, just to repeat it to you, we did say we'll give a share of the profits the first 10 years owning the railroad. We're not trying to take all business away from your family. We know you need help with your own expansion. You get free transportation. I know you're worried about that. To and from here to Donning, I can't speak for the rest of the railroad. Is there anything else you uh, require from us? I mean, there is the whole business with Lachlan. Yes. He is part of the deal. Of course. I just want to make sure it's in writing. She pulls open another door takes out a large book, flips through it, reads it for a moment, closes again. If you don't mind going to pick him up, he's been uh, shipped over to Paradise. It was a long wait, and we don't want to hold people in the jailhouse too long. Insight check her for what it's worth. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Dice, if you could roll high for me, that'd be pretty cool. Thank you. Um, well, 12. 12. I just want to see if, like, she gives off any body language that that statement seems false, that she knows they didn't send him off. Not really. I mean, it seemed like she knew something was up. She pulled out that book and, and looked through mm -hmm. it. And Maggie next to her is just still like, what's happening? Maggie is just still watching yeah. my as this interaction goes down. You can tell she didn't think Henry was going to agree to this. Mm -hmm. You don't have to roll the insight check for that. Yeah. It's obvious. You couldn't hold on to him for a few more days. You, you couldn't know. have told us? We, you knew we were finalizing this, Sheriff. Well, sure, it's not my responsibility to do that. It should be the jailhouse. I mean, really, either way, it's very unprofessional. But 
Sure, we can hold off on this whole deal business while we go and pick up Lachlan all the way from Paradise. <sighs> Goodness. What are your usual travel accommodations for getting between here and Paradise? I mean, aside from how you take, you know, the prisoners, because I'd rather not go by that sort of method. Well, she leans back again. There is... She looks over to, to Virgil. We didn't quite get to this point, but um, I was going to mention to you before I might have some work for you. If you're going to be going over to get your friend yourself, you might end up doing this job whether you want to or not. We've had some some trouble getting to and from somewhere proper to Paradise and last caravan already left, obviously, with our better guards. I was hoping to find someone to uh, deal with the problem. If you don't mind dealing with it yourselves. How long has this been going on? Past few months. So what guarantee do we have that our friend even made it to Paradise? I mean, I guess I could have been lied to, but I was told the caravan made it. Like I said, we sent our best guards over. And do you have any indication whether this is some sort of beast or bandits? We're suspecting it's some sort of magic business. Faye causing trouble. People have seen a mirage on the way there, get some distracted. What sort of mirage? River. People do a lot for water here, and they get lost. I see. And I suppose compensation for this would be separate from the business with Lachlan? There would not be compensation for this. If you're doing it, just go get your friend. What do you mean just to go get a friend? He's the entire point of this whole deal business being made in the first place. It's not my fault that you can't keep your paperwork in order to keep him in the city of somewhere while you're trying to use him as a bartering chip. She smiles. <laughs> if you're gonna go out and deal with this problem, get rid of it, you'll be compensated. If you're just taking yourselves to and from the prison, then I don't see why I should be giving you anything. Well, we're quite good at dealing with otherly affairs, so I can only assume that we'll actually take care of the problem while we're there. I just, you know, want an will come of it. Excellent. Then she looks over back to you, Virgil. What's your, uh, what's your price point? Fuck. <laughs> well, it could be the same thing you charged Oh, Yeah, but Virgil undercharged you. Yeah, then, oh. Then. Overcharged. <laughs> Rectify it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Charge you more? Okay. <laughs> Not ox, them. <laughs> How does a hundred gold sound? Since we are old friends and all. Alright, if you take care of this, do you mind dividing that in half between you and Henry, or is that hundred for each of you? That'll be a hundred for each of us. That's what I thought. Alright, hundred gold each then. It's worth it. And is it just going to be the two of you going? We have some friends we can call in. You said you were helping out a friend of a friend with this. Who's the, uh, the third? And is this person to be heading off with you? Yes. Well, who is it? He's a friend of mine. I would be Virgil's friend, and the friend of his friend is my friend, Ox. Um, Ox? Yes. Just O-X. And is Ox going to be expecting 100 gold as well? 
I imagine so, yes. 300 then. She, one more time, leans back in the chair, pulls out a drawer, takes out a piece of paper, and puts it down, slides it towards the two of you. You see, it's a sign-in sheet, and uh, you see your two names, mm. as well as Key and Linus, written on the otherwise blank piece of paper. She taps Keen's name. What about this one, then? Well, seeing as they were previously away there, we're not exactly sure if they want to come along with us on this trip, if it is so dangerous, as you say. Previously a waiter? Yes. She takes the sheet back. You must understand, he has a very pretty face. He wasn't hired on for combat. I'm familiar. Well, Wait, not with the face. With Lionos? Yes. There are some things that aren't adding up here. Maggie, she looks over. At Maggie, who's staring back down at the at the ground, as as she's referred to, mentioned seeing four of you on the train. You two, of course. Two other strangers. Neither of them uh, fit the description I've ever heard of. Kian. What description did you get? If you got an ugly description, that's not our Kian. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Henry. <clears throat> Ian's just sitting, <laughs> listening to this. I know things like hair color can change. I know people look different as they uh, grow older, but pretty sure a human's usually a human, elf's usually an elf. She had didn't see a human with you. So who's this other person then? And, uh, would they possibly have been scouting out the jailhouse earlier this month? I literally can't remember what- Did Kian look like himself when we got off the train? He did look like himself yeah. when we got off the train. Uh, yes. but he did it when- Doing the jailhouse. Well, also, he didn't when they first talked to Maggie. Well, did you see sort of white wavy hair down to shoulders? Blue eyes, that's Kian. No, no, I don't um, I don't know what this Kian Lionos is supposed to look like from your point of view, but we've been traveling with this person for some time. So that's what they look like. I'm not asking about Kian, I'm asking about this other person Maggie saw on her train, who uh, still is unnamed. If you're asking about the elf, that's Ox. And he's never been a human, because he's always been an elf. The other elf crosses her arms. In case you don't remember, there were four of you on the train. Yes, that- One of you, someone I don't know yet. I know you're traveling with Kian, because the name is written on this paper right here, and Maggie does not recall seeing Kian with you on the train. I'm asking you if there's a fifth person you're not telling me about, or if perhaps, one of your two friends has been disguising themselves and sneaking around the jailhouse. Maybe it would help if you described the fifth person. Because I've really only seen three other people around me. And Delilah, lovely as she is, she really doesn't count as a person. What did you see? I'm confused. 
<laughs> Are you? <laughs> Should I just start rolling death saves? <laughs> Donna places a hand on Maggie's shoulder and she sighs, looks over at you. You were there. Why should I have to describe it? Two elves with you. One was blonde. One had sort of darker brown hair. Um, I don't know. I think at this point, uh, Kian <laughs> walks away. From the <laughs> <laughs> oh, from the train. Right, yes. No, right, Elf. Yes, well, that would be a fellow by the name of Lowe. A sort of hitchhiker, if you will, on top of the trains. When we went up there to scamper to the front, he was there. I have no idea what that was about. But, you know, you pick up people along the way and then they disappear. What are you up to? What do you mean, what am I up to? You're up to something. What are you up to? What am I'm up to? I'm up to getting this whole deal sorted out, figuring out whether or not, you know, signing off the railroad to you. Where was this other person on the train? I just told you they were a hitchhiker on top of the train. No, they're not with you. They are not affiliated with us, no. Maggie looks over at Donna, sort of helplessly, shrugs. I could have missed someone. I don't see why that wouldn't be true. Donna takes her hand off Maggie's shoulder, looks back to you. Did you, uh, tell your friend Lo about what you were trying to do in somewhere? Well, we weren't friends, and why would we? The only thing Lo knows is that we were going to somewhere. So why was Lo hanging around the jailhouse? I don't know. Perhaps you should go and ask them. I think at this point, I'm going to have you roll a persuasion check. Would it be deception? Or, yeah. 21. All right, so it is just you two, Ox and Kian. Is Kian going with you? And are they going to be expecting 100 gold as well? I think that is a conversation we will have to have when we return. But would you be willing to give them a share? Use 75 each in that case. That seems fair. I think that's perfectly reasonable. If Virgil doesn't mind sitting in for it, we could take a moment to draft the rest of the contract business, get it all written up nicely, and then... Of course. We'll go and collect Lachlan and make the trade official. All right. Henry is very particular about the language that he wants in the contract. Mostly how it uh, pertains to... Lachlan, but he doesn't want to seem too suspicious by including, like, oh, what happens if one of us can't uphold part of our deal? Mm -hmm. And so it's just making sure that everything is in line sounds nice. Don offers 50% share of the profits for the first 10 years of owning the railroad and free <laughs> transportation for life. For, for the good Henry loves. Tempest, the good love. And your compa and companions that you have? That'd be cool <laughs> to say. They'll do a they'll do a plus three. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. See. But they have to be with you for all of your arm candy. Maximum yes. three. The plus three have to be with you. You're not allowed to just hand out free passes to anyone to use on their own. That yes. is something that she would make sure is in the contract. Henry would find that reasonable. All right. 
And Donna informs you that Maggie will be the one in charge of the railroad once this happens, not her. She'll be helping with some of the business side just because she already has a lot of connections between the higher ups and different islands all over the world, but it will be Maggie's line. And I am going to have you roll a, do a persuasion check. 19. Okay, cool. You draft it up. She writes two places for you to sign it once you get back from your little mission that she sent you on. If, um, if you don't mind, and you don't have to do this, but there is someone here and somewhere who's interested in traveling over to paradise and, um, could probably use some muscle. What, someone wants to visit paradise? Yes. And who might they be? His name's Aishan. He's a subpar businessman. He just won big the racetracks. Well, Paradise actually has some pretty impressive things to offer, if you know who to ask. He's open to blow some of his money. Like I said, it's not that important, but I have been asked to find help for him, so... If you want to, I could probably convince him to uh, pay, you for the, pay you for the journey. I imagine if we're escorting him at all, we would be compensated for it. He doesn't have very deep pockets, but he's stupid, so... We can work with that. Alright. And just write it down here, and uh, I'll tell him where to go. Thank you. Of course. She picks up the contract, sort of tucks it away, starts to lean up her desk. As the two of you get up to leave, Maggie stands up. Um, Henry, thank you for this. It, it means a lot. Oh, uh, you're welcome, I suppose. It is, you know, business. Right. See you. Yes, when I get back, of course. <clears throat> and you go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we would head directly to the cafe we said we would meet our friends at. Um, okay. Ox did some shopping, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. What'd you shop for? Um, he went to find like the closest bookstore. Okay. And number one, he's gonna look for some maps. One of the city and two of like the surrounding area and like including paradise. Some maps of the area, the ocean, about a mile outside the city limits. Okay. Yeah. Ox will pick up the uh, map of the ocean. And then go peruse the section with the dirty books and <laughs> kind of flip through a couple before he finds what he's looking for. And then he will purchase, we'll say, we'll say two. Okay. And, and then, yeah, so he'll purchase his map and two books. Excellent. Uh, that'll be five silver. MLM, MLW, or WLW. Yeah. <laughs> MLM. Or Tult. <laughs> oh, I that's for the non-binaries. Yeah, I oh. think I think Ox gets like some masculine leaning books, but not necessarily two men. Okay, nice, very sexy of you. Yeah, I will say, Kian. So, Kian gets a little bit nervous during this discussion. Makes his way like away from the jailhouse uh, when they're talking about him in disguises. And then they will 
like find a little alley, casually like pull up their hoods, change their face back to himself. Go on out. And you, Harry and Virgil, you catch two of them up? Well, everything seems to be in order. There is some sort of trouble on the way to paradise, so we will have to prepare for that. There is not much she was able to tell us. It seemed as though people reported seeing a mirage of a river. I mean, we're no stranger to things that are pretending to be other things at this point. I suppose we have some practice there. Well, uh, did we want to get another mount, perhaps? It might make it easier. We might be escorting someone, so... Well, they would have to pick up their own mount. We're not providing that. It would be really funny to see him walking alongside all of us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious how prepared he really is for all of this. Not very, I think. Well, I guess we'll see how well he fares in paradise then. Really, all we have to do is get him there. What happens to him after that is not our problem. Just putting it out there, is it? Is there a chance this Aishon is here to spy on us, try to figure out if we've been telling the truth? Well, I don't think we're going to be having any open conversations about, you know, Lachlan business. Just make sure anything we might mention sticks to our story. Of course. Just casual cafe talk. <laughs> but I do I agree. Forgot we were in the cafe. I am assuming you are all talking quietly in a corner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a little corner table. I'm, no, Maybe probably at the end. Maybe I shouldn't have assumed that, but that's that's what I thought. So yeah. yeah, it's okay. But I do think it's a good idea to get another mount. How long of a trip is it to paradise? So about a week by foot. All right. So supplies for the trip there and back. Shouldn't be too terribly unreasonable. Do you need anything else while we're out and about? In terms of shopping? Exactly. Potions? I mean... We don't have much gold to work with right now. I don't either. And we do have that one very expensive health potion. They're always that price. They tend to be. Who's holding that? Who fucking is holding that? Henry. Oh, you <laughs> bitch. He paid the most for it. Yeah, yeah. He's still a bitch, but like, I'm related. Well, if we are about to set off for a week, I would like to spend the day with my friend. If we are about to disappear for a while. I'm not certain if she will still be here when we return. But she did express some interest in meeting the lot of you. I would like that. I'm actually surprised that she remembers me at all, so... But we've met. How long ago? Were you just a child? I'm 17. Just back in Rasul. W- would you mind, Henry, if I invited her over to your shop? No, I don't mind at all. The rest of us can get all of the supplies together, so then we can be ready to go first thing in the morning. If that's it, then I'm, I'm going to go off and visit Nico. But I will see all of you tonight. Before... Did you learn anything? I did. Um, it left me with more questions, but... I suppose we could talk about that. Kind of set down a mug of probably cocoa 
Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it seems as though when I was banished from Donning, soon after Nico mounted a, a rescue attempt of her own, seems they actually got a decent way out of the city, out of the island proper even, but... And I'm not clear on the details, she didn't tell me everything, but it sounds like there was some trouble near the cliffs to the west, and Rowan lost control again. She took a nasty fall and woke up some time later. The officials from Donning had collected her, and she was unaware if they had found Rowan as well. So, for all we know, he is in their custody or out in the wild somewhere. If I may, would it be worse if he were out in the wilds or if he was held in custody at Dawning? I've been thinking about that all night. I'm not certain. I'm not sure why they would hold him so long in Dawning. It, if I can put it frankly, is a drain on resources. And if they were simply willing to kick me out of the door on my wrongdoing, I don't imagine why they would be in such a rush to collect him again after all the trouble he's caused. Unless their intentions were... Well, not to keep him for long. Well, let's put our money on the wilds, then. Indeed. Um, if that's everything. Thank you for telling me. And with that, Virgil will take his leave. And not go directly to see Nico, but probably just take kind of a meandering path. I assume we're just going to the hotel where you... Checked Nico in. <laughs> yeah, he probably like some like snacky food along the way. Like not a whole meal, but just to have something to bring. You go up, knock on the door. After a couple moments, it opens and you see her there. She has a book in her hand. She sits down at the, the little uh, table next to the entryway and beckons you in. Good morning. Good morning. I hope I was not interrupting. No, I. I said, don't really have any plans here, so... Right, um, he'll go in and set the box down on the table. Well, if you'd like, um, Henry gave his permission for us to have a sort of introductory dinner at his place, so if you would like to join us, you are very welcome. Of course. Um, you just got here, and I hate for it to sort of be a going-away thing, but... We have gotten ourselves into a bit of business with the sheriff, so we will be going away for some time. Seems as though it will be between a week or two, but we will be coming back. I hate to leave you after you just got here, but... No. Uh, she pulls out a, a chair and sits down. Are you in some sort of trouble with her, or...? Not as of yet. I don't think. What? Okay. I'm not sure how long I can stay, but... Well, we will try to hurry along. I don't think any of us wants to be gone for long. But on the off chance I don't see you when we return, it was very nice to have at least this time. I'm grateful for it as well. There is something I, I was curious about, actually, well... Will I have you here? Um, I wondered 
where you learned magic. It is only I have begun a sort of interest in that area. And, well, you are probably the person I know the most who has an arcane practice. She sits back as you ask that question. Well, I... I sort of stumbled upon it, actually. Um, I do know a couple places here, if, if you're looking for resources. I... I have a small collection that I've begun. Um, just the basics, but... I was more curious, actually, about... Well, your specialty, that... What you do with a blade. Your battle song? Blade I, singing, yes. Is that what it's called? Yes. I've never seen that before. Is that something you can learn, or is it innate? It is something you can learn. I tried to find information on it earlier, but it seems... It is a bit more... Niche. It is. She reaches for it, opens up the box. Takes out a album. But, like I said, you can find some things here if you know where to look. And luckily you have me here, and I do know where to look. I would be grateful for your help. Um, I didn't know you were interested in this. I... Why didn't you ask sooner? Well, it is... a rather recent interest. It is not something I had years ago. But now with all of, all of this, and he gestures to his earring, Seems in order to understand what is going on, I, it would be helpful to have an understanding of the arcane. And, well, you were always an inspiration to me, so I figured, why not follow in your footsteps? It is a battle magic. I, I don't know how you intend to use it to pursue whatever this is with your earring. Well, it seems certain spells I can learn along the way, but if I am eventually to specialize, I would like to take after you, if possible. Alright, well, if you're interested, I can, I can show you somewhere. Yeah, yes, please. Um, I understand you may not be in the position to do much teaching yourself, but if you can point me in the right direction, or if it's possible for you to show me a few forms, I can work on it myself. Of course. Thank you. She finishes off her, her babon. <laughs> um, she finishes off her babon and takes that tiny handkerchief-looking cloak out of her pocket, unfolds it, unfolds into her travel cloak again, she puts it on. I should ask, are you... are you hoping to leave now? In the morning? No, I mean to find books. Oh, or... um, yes, that works. He like, sort of awkwardly like, gets up and stands up straight. Then you guys head off to the bookstore. It's sort of on the outskirts of the tourist district. It's about a... 30 minute walk from where Nico is staying, and she seems fairly confident in where she's going as she leads you down the streets. You can tell, though she doesn't know somewhere incredibly well, she's definitely been <laughs> to this place before. There's a very thin building, almost in the style of Henry's home, a sort of townhouse, that she 
leads you up to. It's only when you get up to the door that you see a little gold plaque in the in the door that says Birdwing Books. She opens it, there's a little bell that rings as she enters, and it's just one main room. A couple of aisles made of just single bookshelves, and in the back you see a figure, it looks like they're an employee here, the only other person in the store, placing some books from a table up onto the shelf. He turns around as you enter. It's a slightly taller elf man with dark black hair, pulled back half in a ponytail. He's draped in rich greens and takes a moment to stare at you and Nico and sort of squints and Nico steps forward. Yes, it's been a while, but um, I have someone here who was interested in looking into a blade singing, if you have anything. He puts down the book he was about to place on the shelf and walks up to you. Are you um, familiar with any of this kind of stuff? Where, where are we starting? Are... Well, I have only recently began arcane studying in general, but I am proficient with a blade. So whatever that sets me. You uh, soon have Commander Nico here? And she holds up a hand. Just Nico and not exactly. Um, I suppose I should introduce you both. Uh, Merith, this is Virgil Flores. Uh, we used to work together and Virgil, this is Merith. He's been very helpful to me in learning more about this sort of thing. In that case, it is a pleasure to meet you. He holds out a hand. He takes it. Gives you a little handshake. Well, to be honest, I don't have much with me right now, but I know where I can order it if you want to come back later. Um, you stick around here long, or...? We should be back, so I don't think time will be an issue. He looks around the empty bookstore. I don't get much business here, so um, there's no, uh, no one in line in front of you. Shouldn't take too long. Maybe a week. That would be fine. What, am I free to find whatever I think is best? Do you have any specific titles? He just sort of looks at Nico a little helplessly. <laughs> and she places a hand on, on Virgil's shoulder and looks over to Merith. I'll write some down. Sort of talk for a moment. And then I'll try my best. I'm sure I can get at least a couple of these. That would be very helpful. Thank you. Virgil Flores, right? Yes. Alright, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yes. Two weeks. Excellent. She leads you out of the bookstore. I think that's a good place to start, at least. Yes, it will give me a bit of a foothold. So, I can take this time to study more on the books I already have. Of course. And I do hope to see you when we return, but... I should probably let you know. Uh, I, uh... She looks around. The street's pretty empty. What is wrong? It's it's all right. Sorry, I I didn't mean to arouse any sort of alarm. I just I am not really supposed to be here. What are you on probation or something? In a sense, yes. So leaving is going to be when it is possible, when it is safest. So I do not have a time frame in mind. We'll see how it goes. What happens if you were caught here? She just shrugs. I don't know. I prefer not to find out. Okay, so just don't get caught. Yes, that is my plan. Will you write me 
if you end up having to depart. Of course. Then, much like the night before, Nico allows you to keep it light. She seems happy to just have a relaxing day together. Three of you. You spend the day shopping for your your supplies for the trip? Yes. Yeah. Can you just tell me like what, what you're getting? <coughs> Rations for sure. Mm-hmm. Two gold per day for the four of you and all. Kian will express that he's spent all of his money. <laughs> I'll just take it out of my inventory for now. Are we doing five or seven? Five. Okay. Ten gold then. Kian's yeah. not going to argue. And yeah, Virgil's going to pay for it, yeah. He will make it clear that he expects to be paid back. And the other... Uh, I don't know if it's in our price range, but mounts. Mm-hmm. What? How much gold do you have? Sixteen. There are not any mounts in your price range. I just... I th- you what you would know. For rent. <laughs> what Quite about with a gauntlet that can cast fireball? <laughs> Would somebody be interested in a trade? A baja, if you will. With a very fine and expensive and rare gauntlet. The only one of its kind, in fact. What if we just make Henry walk and you keep the gauntlet? (laughs) All the powers of wizardry at your literal fingertips. Are you at a a stable? No, he would go in thinking he could get one for 16 gold. Okay. (laughs) You're at a stable? Yeah. (laughs) The... The stable master? The head stable hand. (laughs) Eyes you for a moment. And you want it for 16 gold. And a fire glove? Yes, a very unique and rare item. Straight from the oceans, in fact. So it's junk. Junk? Why, my good sir, you think I'd sell you junk? Do I look like a procure of junk to you? Tell me honestly. She looks you up and down. Yeah. You do, actually. I find that quite offensive. Well, I find it quite offensive that you only offered 16 gold for one of my horses. I also offered you a rare magical item. Do you have this item with you? Yes. She holds out hand. So he will drop the gauntlet from Mela. I'm going to have you roll a persuasion check. Hang on. She inspects the glove. She does seem interested. She's curious about it. But then she shakes her head and hands it back. I don't really need anything that starts fires in a stable. You have anything else to offer? Do you like rings? I don't dislike rings. Depends what uh, what kind of stone is on them. How about a diamond? How much is the diamond worth? Well, I can't say if we're taking it for an appraisal, but from a pouch on Henry's bandolier, he produces a small golden ring that is set with a diamond. As far as a ring goes, it's a relatively small diamond. It's something that, like, the common man could afford. Yeah. I'm going to have you roll persuasion again at disadvantage. Fifteen. She takes the ring, tries it on. It does fit her. She takes it off again, slips it in her pocket, holds out her hand. Sixteen gold? Yes, yeah, sixteen gold. Do you place it in her hand? Yep. Yeah. She pockets that as well. And then leads you to the the back of the stable and gestures to looks to be a maybe slightly older pony. Not incredibly small. I mean you could ride this 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 pony. <laughs> you could ride this pony. <laughs> We're not talking Shetland or anything like that, but 
He's just a small bay that looks up at you <laughs> forlornly. He's all yours. Perfect, thank you. I love the little stable that Henry Shop is becoming. <laughs> we just put all of these animals in the bottom floor. She saddles up the pony for you. Nothing incredibly nice, but usable. Hands you the reins. Thank you for your business. Yes, and thank you. Henry will go ahead and see how the horse likes pats. It likes pats. pats. Yeah. Good. It looks back at you as you give it a pat. All in all, Henry seems pretty pleased to have a horse. It's a slightly shaggy, slightly old pony, but it is a mount. Uh, Anything else? Can I I do have one gold. I think Ken's going to buy ingredients for dinner. Ingredients for what? Dinner. Dinner? Okay. Dinner. (laughs) Sure. If you're just getting some ingredients. Some slightly nicer ingredients, but still. Okay, then three silver. Okay. Ox does shop for ink. Okay. Black ink. And if he can find a color. Yeah. Red and we'll say blue. So three inks? Yeah, he'll get three inks. Okay, that'll be three silver. Needles. Yeah, that'll be one silver as well. Okay. You all do your shopping. Henry returns with with a, a new mount. To the, to the stable that is Henry's place now. Do you do you bring him inside to join Orna and Clementine? It's probably getting a little crowded in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just tire outside. Yeah, as long as he has water and food and a brush. And yeah, that's how you spend your day. You head over to Henry's place around dinner time? Yeah. With Nico in tow, now you leading the way. He would lead her in like through the front door and like stop along the way and beckon Orna over. Someone else here is happy to see you, I imagine. Orna steps up to her, ruffles her ears, gives her a hug just around her neck, which a bit of a reach. You look like you're well taken care of. I do my best, yes. You've been braiding? Points up the uh, the braids that were left in her mane. I've gotten better a bit. It's good to see you, Orna. Orna just nuzzles her. Should say a proper thank you for her. I don't think I would be here without her. You don't have to thank me. No, but I want to. You're welcome then. I'm glad you still have her. So am I. Um, anyway, uh, the living space is upstairs this way. Nico gives her one final scritch behind the ears and follows you up the stairs. We open the door to find chaos? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I think a pot of something simmering on the stove. Stew? Yeah, like just a, a classic. Stew. Fuck yeah. Home comfort meal. Oh. And Ian would have set the table or anything like that. No, Henry would have. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Ox is in the living room reading a little bit. Okay. You step in. Nico produces from her bag a bottle. Looks like a nice wine. She places it on the counter as, as you lead her in. Welcome back, Virgil. Thank you. And thank you again for agreeing to host. It's but appreciated. As you know, this is my former commander, Yuen and Nico. She nods to you both. This is Henry and Ox, I imagine Kian is about. In the kitchen. I think hearing this, Kian will poke his head. She gives a little wave to you, Kian, as you peek around the door. He kind of composes himself a little bit and walks over. Sorry for the rush. Um, hello. 
the other day. It's alright, I... I wasn't really in the place to meet new people anyways, you know, long travel. How was your journey over here? Well, eventful. But I'm here and that is what matters. Should we go about serving dinner then? I think so, we can all get comfortable. And Virgil, did you see the horse I got? That was yours out front. Yes, that is mine. It's not so much a horse, is it? I didn't think so either. But well, it'll do. I think he's quite fine. Has a wonderful personality. There's nothing sure. wrong with being a little short. The important part is that I bartered one of my rings for it. All I'm saying is I hope the shopkeep doesn't have any orchids, because it'll cast thorns around them. All of his rings are cursed. <laughs> oh. Virgil goes and like starts dishing up for everyone. Nico goes ahead and goes ahead and sits down at one of the the places that Henry has set up. And there is a bit of the classic awkwardness of meeting a new person, hosting a new person in your home. But she seems fairly comfortable. Looks to you both as you settle down and uh, Mr. Goodlove, I I heard you were hiring Virgil for something, yes? Yes. Am I allowed to tell her? Oh, please. She is more than trustworthy. All right, but I just didn't want to step on any toes. Well, we're hunting down a woman by the name of Scar. She's... So this is, what, bounty hunting work? As far as I understand it, yes. More or less. She's been running around and impersonating my friend Ox here. And, well, among other things, and just Pardon me, but being a general bitch. You are pardoned. Well, I didn't really have a chance to look for her for quite a while. So, now's my chance. If you need any reassurance, I can tell you you fired the right person. I worked with Virgil for quite a few years, and he's someone very reliable. He goes a little red. <laughs> <laughs> she looks over at Virgil and notices that. And sort of gives him a, a gentle, a gentle hit on the shoulder. <laughs> you don't have to be so humble. Time, upsell yourself. That was never my strong suit. She looks back to you. That is true. That is not his strong suit. <laughs> well, he's got other stronger suits, anyways. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, come now, Virgil. I've seen you in combat. I know you're not much of a talking man, but that's alright, not all of us are. Well, since you are one of those, why don't you tell our dear Nico about yourself? Well, which part do you want to know about? <laughs> Successful diversion. <laughs> I'm not giving this to anyone else, but you know Nico pretty well. <laughs> There's a moment that you see, as you say that, a hint, a slight taste of exasperation. Just barely flit across your features. Actually, I've heard quite a bit about you. Um, like I said, long train ride. With uh, Metal Goodluff. Don't think we have met previously, but I have spoken with your family many times in the past. You I... find these things in the oceans, yes? Yes, I'm actually quite skilled at navigating them, especially here in the deserts. And you, Ox, you are joining in on this? Uh, I mean, not so much with the scavenging recently, but yeah, to a degree. What brings you here, then, if I may ask? Well, uh, I'm from nowhere, born and raised, and 
wanted to move out, kind of branch out to the big city for a while. I, uh, I came to the city with my sister at first and things kind of went sour. Been looking for her since. She sits back in her chair. Forgive me for asking the questions. I, I'm just curious about how the four of you have all met each other. To be honest, I think it was kind of fate, perhaps. You're an interesting group. We get that a lot. It seems <laughs> more or less everyone is surprised we're traveling together. I can only assume I myself am perhaps the most odd one out, so I do apologize. No, not at all. And sorry if I may ask, Kian, are you here on business with Kara? To be honest, I haven't seen her in a bit. I might have been working in Enosh for a bit. At an inn. You cannot tell she seems a bit taken aback at that. I don't mean to be nosy about things, but there is something that you two clearly know about, and am I correct in assuming this is the Kara I know of as well? She looks over to Kian and back to you. Do uh, you know Kara? I believe so. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry, is this... I guess we haven't talked about in the past, nobody seemed... All too interested. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to pry, but it, it seems more and more pieces are popping up and the sheriff seems to recognize your surname, so... It's not really a big deal. You say that, but it seems as though it sort of is. Also... Nico kind of snorts. <laughs> <laughs> that. For what it's worth, I'd like to know who Kara is. Kara Ilya? She is... in Paladin of Iliakos? You know... Rathul. Oh. So how did you fall in with Kara? Well, uh, well, you know, Nasimar. Yes, we've talked about that. And, um, well, well <laughs> <laughs> that just, I was kind of born because my parents asked for a blessing from Iliakos, so sort of supposed to pay that back sometime and Kara's a paladin so we met when I was quite young and she was quite young and I went to go live with her while I was growing up and kind of learn a bit more about things I'm supposed to do and then I, Aelin and I have kind of taken a break in gap year or two seven. I mean, you didn't ask to be born, literally. Well, some folks did, namely my parents. I, I don't think, if you are concerned about this, Kian, um... I'm not concerned, it's just... It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're visibly sweating. <laughs> Fourteen. It's more embarrassment, honestly, than concern but there is some concern there you can kind of see that like mix it's kind of a silly big deal that i've gotten used to not really thinking about while on this island the big one continent 
Oh, it's that's what the you word? mean by the yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I did not mean to um, pursue into explaining this. Uh, it's fine. I just thought, you know, I'm used to people drawing their own conclusions, kind of knowing the situation. And I tell them in a mass more. Well, thank you for taking the time. Have you seen Kara? No, not for many years. Not since I went to Rusul. I know she's been to Donning a couple of times. Yes, I just... I was busy for the past few years. I I wasn't always home. It's a shame I always liked her. Maybe sometime. I'm sure she'd love to see you again. She, uh, she always had a bit of... Well, admiration for you. Well, I'm honored. She talked a lot about you at home. Nico gives a slight nod, humble smile. She seems a little pleased about <laughs> what you're saying. Maybe I will visit someday. It's been too long since I've been to Russell. It's a nice place. I agree. Yeah, unless the rest of you have anything particularly important you want to say to her um, or ask her, I think we can just say the rest of the dinner passes by. Enjoy your stew. At the end of the night, who cleans up dinner? Hawks will clean up dinner. Okay. Um, as you go to, to clean up dinner, Nico helps gather up some of the bowls and actually joins you, Ox, in the kitchen. And she dries the dishes you wash them. Uh, your name is, um, Oxalis, yes? Yeah. Takes a dish from you. This mission you are on? Uh, with Henry and Virgil? Kian is going as well? He nods. Who is this? You said it was your sister? What is this about? He kind of slows his washing pace a little. He was being kind of speedy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my sister is, uh, she's been causing a lot of trouble as far as I've heard. She sure as hell caused a lot of trouble for me and I'm looking to put an end to it. Put an end to it? He nods again. How so? Haven't really decided on that yet. He continues washing a bit. I know we have only just met, but if I may give you some advice. She looks to him, waits for waits for permission. He nods again. I think before you move forward, especially with the help you have with you now, you should come to a decision. And though I am sure Virgil will be able to uh, take on the challenge. I know he is hired to do so. In the end, I would advise the final decision come from your hands. Ox nods again and sets down his dish in the sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a lab decision. Not something I make Virgil do. Good. I don't say this to um, make it up. Harder on you either. I think you would regret having someone else do this for you. What do I know? Takes the dish, finishes washing it. Right. Thank you for speaking to me. And be careful on your journey to paradise. I, uh, heard this is not an easy one. I've made the journey before, so I think we'll be okay. She finishes up with you, going back to the main room. Oh, don't mind, I think I will excuse myself for the night. 
May I see you out? Of course. Thank you for coming. Nice to see you. It was nice to see you too. Ox tips his hat. Just give you both a nod. Yeah, Virgil follows closely after her. Walks her out to like the front step outside and like takes a moment. Well, there is a chance we may not see each other again in person for some time. And if that is the case, I I wanted to say thank you for coming again. And it was a joy to see you. And if I may be so bold, um, I know things went awry. They did not go the way that any of us had planned for them to go. But while you are here and I finally have the chance to tell you, it would have been my honor to one day call you mother. She sighs heavily. You need to stop saying that. Please. What do you mean? Um, also, I have something of yours. But, um, um, if you don't mind coming back to the place I am staying, um, I have your uh, your journal uh, sketchbook. I don't mind at all. But what do you mean, Nico? I was not a mother to anyone. And I would not have wanted you to refer to me in that way. I was your commander. You are not anymore. No, I am not. And you were always a mother during that time. To at least one of us. I was not. Why are you so insistent you weren't? It would break his heart to hear you say that. You will not hear me say that. So it does not matter. I took pride in my position as, as your commander. Well, until the end, I, I believe I did well. I worked hard to get there, cared for you all as I could, but a mother would not send her children to a battlefield. Mine was quick too. And you are leagues better than she ever was. I was stripped of my title. I accept that. Though I still have some pride, I was humbled. More than I ever expected to be. I do not need you to humble me further by forcing a title on me that I've already failed at properly earning. If you'll forgive my boldness, I'm not sure it's about earning. But if this is your wish, I will not speak further on it. She turns around and walks down the street. He follows her. She doesn't speak the rest of the way back. You can see there's tension in her shoulders and the way she grips the cane at her side. Silently, she walks up to her room, opens the door, goes to the bag in the back, and takes out a, a cloth wrapped sketchbook. I'm sorry, I slipped in my mind. That's quite all right. He takes it and sort of flips through it. It's thinner than you remembered. It looks like some pages have been very neatly ripped out. Um, mostly you find drawings of Rowan. Some, you, you drew some like botanical studies in there as well. He'll like flip through until he finds like, like maybe like the equivalent of a candid, pauses on that page and smiles. Thank you for this. 
And he'll rip that page out and just offer it to her. Shakes her head. Should give it. I have plenty. And he'll just set it on the table. Well, if I don't see you again, then this is goodbye for now. Travel safely. And he, he doesn't do a full bow, he just sort of like dips his head at her, but... I mean, if she wanted to read into it, she could tell like it was going to be a bow <laughs> that he stopped short. And when he raises his head, you can see she's holding out uh, an arm. He takes it. She pulls him into a hug, hugs him very tightly. Be safe. He gives her a little squeeze. I'll do my best. Pulls back, smiles. Good night. Good night. And he'll turn on his heel and go. Head back. The bright night of somewhere. To Henry's place. Cleaned up the dinner. Two things. I think mostly while Virgil was gone, although I think probably still in the process, Kian has been gathering all of his things and reorganizing them. Some some papers from the bottom of his bag that he carefully puts into the bag of holding. He takes one of his two swords that's kind of always been in its sheath, lays it on the table next to the bag of holding, and I think as he's just like organizing some small trinkets, a little glasses case falls out of his bag. <laughs> he mutters, just fuck. <laughs> and he'll put that on the table as well. And he'll spend some time actually putting the strings on his mandolin. And that's probably where he's still at when Virgil comes in. Where the fuck are you two? You and the guest kind of <coughs> uh, No, Henry plays piano. What kind of music does he play? Given the company, it would be ragtime. That's the funniest possible thing I've ever said. Getting everything in its proper place. I see that. That is new. So do you still play? I mean, I guess. Probably. Probably lost my calluses. It's gonna take a while to build them back up. Well, you know, there's only one way to do that. Suggesting that we play together? No. <laughs> now, not because I don't think that you'll play well, but if you're okay, a little I hesitant, I can hand handle that right now. Anyway, oh. it kind of looks up from the top of his book as you're like discussing this. But I did kind of rather want to hear the mandolin on our trip, will you? At least once. It's far more portable than a piano. Just how many instruments do you play, Henry? I play viola, cello, and piano specifically. Piano is quite different, but. A bow is a bow. Hold them all the same way, regardless of the size. Except for the bass bow, that one is held entirely differently. But we won't get into that now. And what about the one you shoot? Well, I don't play with that one. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> it's the voice, isn't it? <laughs> so we're meeting up in the morning, right? So long as he's not grossly underprepared, we should be good to head out afterwards. Or insufferable. Can we agree that if he's insufferable, we're not taking him? Kind of depends <laughs> on the offer of gold. And... I'm sure I can deal with whatever level of insufferable he is. Can't be more than Henry. Yeah, I 
think we've gotten quite used to it. So, what's one more? I think one might be my limit. I am not insufferable. I'm within sufferable limits. And we suffer you often. <laughs> Do you want to go to bed? Yes. Yeah. And he just has like a little thing. He would go downstairs, sit with his back like up against Orna's side and just take the earring out, look it over, see if anything is different about it visually. No. He would hold it in his hand and just kind of close his fingers around it. This may be going out on a limb here, but it's really you I've been hearing. Can you, can you do it again? The whistling. Orna looks back at you as you, as you call out. It's quiet down here. He'd sit down there with her for a little while and then eventually go back upstairs to bed. You too. Ox has become engrossed in this book. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about it. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, give us a give us a censored uh, description. Hmm. Yeah, what's your poison? Definitely like some sort of very cheesy romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ox finishes the book before nice. going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely sleep. <laughs> Slept real well that night. <laughs> Kian. I've heard rumor that Kian had plans this yeah. morning. Right. Um, he'll put everything away after it's all kind of laid out. I'm guessing Virgil takes a while downstairs, right? Yeah, probably at least an hour. Okay, so probably it's quieted down. And as he's going to sleep, he'll go through the usual motions of calling for Aelin. You fall into your dream state and imagine yourself in that same blank space that you usually place yourself. And as is typical in somewhere, it takes a moment for Aelin to form. And when they do at first, they're just like a, just sort of an amorphous ball of light that seems to be struggling to take form. And eventually after a couple minutes, it does settle to the the shape of like a tiefling woman with that maroon skin. She looks, or they look, a bit embarrassed. Aelin, is this all right? It's all right. I was hoping maybe we could talk a bit about this as well. Well, I just I don't know. I know you don't want me pretending to be someone else, and I'm not planning to. I just needed something, and. So that's why I chose, you know, her, because I knew her pretty well. It's okay. I, I don't mind if you use some of my features. But I thought you said you didn't want me to do that anymore. I just, I don't want you to look exactly like me. I know, I don't think you're trying to hurt my feelings at all. I wasn't. I know. I'm trying hard to be me, and I think, I think maybe it's best if there's not multiple multiple of me running around. Well, not you. I know, but some people do think you are. Okay, it's been nice all these years. But don't you want somebody that you can look like that's 
your own. You could look like anybody. You could make up your own person. I don't know how to do that. Start with like, a set of eyes. Copy somebody's eyes. A different person's nose. Kind of go through until you find something that you like. You can't hold all of them at once. It's too many. I'll try though. Or I can I can just do the mask, if that's better. It's just then you know, then people can't see my face and then they're a little more scared. I feel like people like to see a face. And people like your face, so it seemed like a pretty good um pretty good one. We'll figure something out. This works for now. Hang on. Okay. I don't remember her. That's what you said. You said we met? Sort of. I'm not in your plane, but here. Often? They look up at you curiously. Not very often, no. It's not easy to meet here, but happened a couple of times. I suppose it was a while ago. See, as often happens when they're thinking through time, the moon cycles pass through their pupils. Last time was five years ago, about. Is that long enough to forget? Not usually. Just one other time before that, when you were both really little. I don't remember any of this. I feel like I probably should. Do you not remember other things? Do you remember me? Of course I remember you. That, I guess you do, that makes sense. Do you remember your moms? Of course. Do you, do you remember, do you remember your goat? Well, I haven't had her very long. Of course I do, she's still here. Do you still remember Lachlan? He kind of winces. <laughs> of course I do. They seem a bit crestfallen as you say that. <laughs> I suppose that's a good thing. We got him out. He's been busy. I haven't tried to ignore you or anything. I know. So I guess I have to decide what to do next. Well, they clap their hands together. I know things have been strange and all between us, but if you and your friends now, your new friends, need any help, I'm here and I can try. I won't look like you or Lachlan. I think he pauses for a while. Lost in thought. You know, I I heard from from Kara. She asked me if I wanted to go back home. Do you think I can? Of course you can. I'm a little confused with what I am. I don't really count as an undead, I don't think. Don't think you have to worry about it. Really? We can still talk to each other. Do you think Iliakos is gonna care? No. At all? No, I don't think so. Something would have happened, right? You would have been punished, or I would have been punished? Have you been smote? I don't know how celestials work. I think it's been long enough. <laughs> I mean, I think the insight checks. It's gonna be... Mm -hmm. Eleven! What, are you trying to see if they're lying? Yeah, if they seem more, if they seem like actually sure of themselves, or... I mean, they seem pretty eager. Yeah, to decide and if I want to go back. He pauses again. And after the pause, he goes to sit next to them and just 
holds out a hand and they take it. Both of their hands. They just offer to catch them up on everything since they last spoke. Please do. He will be more vague about Lachlan, but for Aelin's sake and not to hide anything. Yeah. You can see as you're doing this, they're listening. They'll, you know, give little nods and and make the proper exclamations during your storytelling. But you can also tell that they are, are working on this advice you've given them. Their eyes will change color for a moment, or the face shape will shift slightly. Their hair color will go from one to another, but it never really stays for long, and they always settle back on this one person. The end of your little summary. They seem sad to to leave, but they say, it's a bit hard for me to stay here longer. In general, or? Just because there's not much light for me to travel on. I can stay longer if you want, but you know, I want to be ready for whatever lies ahead. Of course. Let me know if you want to talk tomorrow. Right, I'm here. Okay. And I think he'll just smile and kind of let the dream slowly fade. You have a nice night's sleep. Made up with Aelin completely now and everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Virgil, you were running through a dense forest. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say, Dad. (laughs) There's a heavy rain. The ground is muddy and keeps slipping. And you just see flashes of this this race that you're on. And you feel a, a deep, cold fear in your stomach that almost weighs you down, but you keep going. And something in you breaks as you reach the edge and find that you don't have anywhere else to go. And you turn around, you can't go the way you came. You're being followed. You have your sword at your side, and that's all. And you're ready. You're confident in that, at least. You know how to wield it. And you do, and there's blood mixing in with the mud. You keep slipping, getting back up. You plunge a sword through Nico's chest. You wake up. You feel like you're drowning. That is where we're on tonight's session. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. That was fun. Let's do it again sometime. (laughs) Yeah. Virgil speaking. I'd like to say a few words if you'll permit me your time. Thank you for listening to Spare the Crying. Your support means a lot to us. If you'd like to find me or my companions, you can reach us on social media at linktree slash spare the crying. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel welcome to leave a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube streams. We also have a Discord server where you can discuss the story so far with us or speak with like-minded souls about your own TTRPG experiences. In regards to our soundtrack, our background music is by Marika Shans and our intro is by Ben McElroy. Our official art is by yours truly. You can find me at Crowqueen on Twitter. That said, allow me to bid you farewell for now. Please join us next time as we shepherd in a new dawn.